With us on the show today is Tom Kanas, one of the writers for Frog God Games. Frog God Games is a top-tier publisher of role-playing games, adventures, and supplements for both modern and old-school game systems. Tom is currently running a Kickstarter for one of his new projects called Tuwal, which is spelled T-E-H-U-A-T-L. It's a Mesoamerican expansion for their campaign setting, The World of the Lost Lands. It has two books to it, the main one, Tuwal, which explains the entire island and provides extensive background about it, and the second book is called Adventures in Tuwal. It currently contains four adventures, and if people support it, it will gain a fifth for people to play in this particular expansion for this campaign world. In this episode, Tom DM'd a session for us. The four of us players were characters that are class options for the D&D 5e version of this campaign setting. This session is a piece of one of the add-on adventures called The Hidden Shrine of Tamakanaz. Tom has modded it slightly, so it's spoiler-free if you ever decide to try it out. It's a cursory introduction because this is one of the sidetracks. Naturally, the links to all the aforementioned information can be found in the description of this episode. We had to use Tom's Discord audio because it's all we had available, so you'll have to bear with us on that bit. But now let's dive in to this adventure in Tuwal. Well, um, you guys are from a town called uh, Teotihuacan, and it is in a swampy area of the island in the northern part, which is under the dominion of the Astleys. Um, you, again, um, Toltes, this is your hometown, and you have actually brought your friends here uh, simply to get together for a festival that's scheduled to take place in the next day or so. So as you guys are, are gathering around, um, Toltes, you have... Um, you know, while you're kind of on the young side, you do have some older brothers and sisters who have children. And you have one of your nieces come up to you and say, um, oh, Uncle Toltes, Uncle Toltes, will you, will you help me? Um, there's a there's something I need you to help me with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's a deadbeat uncle. <laughs> right away. I'm sorry, Tom, I lost you. I got booted from Discord. That's perfectly fine. So she says, oh, Uncle Tess, Uncle Taltes, can you, can you help me? Absolutely, little one. What do you need help with? Well, um, you know Org. Um, Org, he, he's kind of a dancer, and um, he wanted to show us some new steps, but um, he, he said there's like, like something going on in, in the swamp, and um, um, he didn't want us to come around anymore. And um, I really, really want to learn the new dance, and I, I think I've mastered it. But um, he, you know, he kind of said there might be a problem in going into by, by his house, and I, I was wondering if you you might accompany me and my friends because we really want to see him, and we really have fun with the dance. Would, would that be okay? Would you mind? All right. I mean, you know, the festival's coming up, and it would be really nice if we can all, like, me and my friends could do the dance together, and we can impress everybody in the town um, and show them how to do it. Here's the thing, little one. If he's telling you to stay away, I believe there's good reason. So perhaps my friends and I will go and investigate first, and then we'll come back and get you. How does that sound? 
Oh no, but I really want to learn how to do it. And you will learn how to do it. It won't take us that long. Our legs are long. I'm going to show you where he is. You're not going to know it. I'm not going to be the first one to know how to do this dance. Little one, calm yourself. I kick the kid. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me, Brian? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to playing with our crew. <laughs> well, I gotta show you where he is, otherwise you're not gonna know how to, how to go there. Uh, I want to be able to know the dance to my friends, so I'm gonna. I can come along. I'll stay behind. I'll, I'll keep right next to you. Is that okay? No, you can stay behind. It's fine. Stay far, far behind. Oh, I don't want to stay that far behind. I don't want to come with you. The farther the better. Fine, this could be dangerous. Fine, 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 fine. I'll stay out of sight. I promise. And out of earshot, please. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you guys are gonna head off out of town to, into where she's kind of leading you towards the river. Okay. You go outside of town and you go through like a uh, kind of it's not a totally like um, swampy area, but you notice that there are like a few paths through here. Uh, there's some trees, some water, and, and she kind of takes you through. And she seems very familiar with the area, even though you might not be very familiar. She seems to know exactly where to go. You, you travel about a mile or two outside of town, and says, uh, and you see her, and she comes up and she points. She says, "Oh, there he is. Org is there. Hi, Org." And you see, as you guys are, like, approaching this area, you see, like, this troll on the river. And she's like, oh, that's my friend Org. He's really funny. I have to admit, he's really stupid. (laughs) Your thoughts are very large friend you have there. Oh, Org? Oh, he's so much fun. But he's, like I said, he's kind of dim-witted. He doesn't know too much. So you see her kind of, like, almost skipping over, like, through the forest, he's like, "Hi, Org," and he's kind of like, uh, uh, uh. "He's like, can you show me those stance steps you taught the other kids the other day? I really want to learn them." You see him like look at you guys, and he's like, "Who are they?" She says, "Oh, those are my. That's my uncle, and I don't know who they are. I guess they're some of his friends." He insisted on bringing them along. He's like, bring them closer. I'll walk closer. Yeah, I'll walk closer as well. Do any of us really know who we really are? Like, if you really stop to think about it. Well, I know that I belong to my god. I don't know what you need. I definitely know who I am now that I've read the supplemental files. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sean Connery. (laughs) Well, come to think of it, I've been around you for quite some time, and I still don't know who you are. I know who most um, of you are. I just can't pronounce your names. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's very simple. It's L'Oreal. Oh, like the like the beauty products. Just like the beauty products. That's how you can easily remember me because of how beautiful I am. You can just call me Azuo. Okay. Zua. Asua. Sua. There we go. And Toltes, you might have the easiest name of all. Correct? Correct. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys approach um, Org as he's standing there on the thing, and he says, Come to learn the dance, have we? Do you want to learn the river dance like the little ones? Sure, why not? 
Is it anything like the cha-cha slide? I love Excuse that one. Excuse me, the what? The cha-cha slide, it's, it's a song and a dance combo. Like, basically the song tells you how to do the dance, and, um, you know, people can do it amongst themselves at, at various degrees of levels of competence. Never heard of it. I can do the Macarena, though. <laughs> that one is a great one, too. What a blast from the past. <laughs> he comes over, and you see, like, your niece, Toltez's niece, is like, Oh, come on, show us the dance. And, and you kind of see him doing, like, these jerky kind of motions that are more, like, humorous than actually showing any kind of rhythm. And you see your niece is, like, laughing hysterically about all of this. He's like, oh, you're so funny. Oh, that's so hysterical. I, I love your dance. I love your dance. So he comes over and says, why are they here, little one? And she kind of says, oh, they insisted on coming. They insisted on coming. So he kind of looks at you guys and he's like, why are you really here? She was worried. You told her to stay away. I did, didn't I? I wonder why I told her that. Or why she tell you that. Do you not remember? I do remember. But why should I tell you the warning I gave her? Who are you and what do you want from here? We're here for the festival, and we want it to go off safely. Ah, you want it to go off safe, do you? Well, if that is what you want, you have a little task ahead of you to make sure of that. Are you up for such a challenge? And if you are, I can reward you greatly. I am. What kind of challenge are we talking about? Doing good is its own reward. Yes, I'll take the rapist for a hundred, Alex, on that question. <laughs> 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 I, I just love that Brian started his sentence off as like uh, the um, the count and then ended it as Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> there is a new evil that lurks here, a new arrival. It's not my task to deal with it, but if you wish your festival and the young ones who have become my friends to be safe, it is something I fear you must deal with. Are you up for this little mission to keep your village safe? Speak plainly. There is a home a mile from here. You go there. All will be made known to you when you arrive. Be warned, though. What lurks there is beyond what you've seen before. Most terrible. Most evil. You will be well to escape it alive. Traveling around and stopping evil is the reason I left my hometown. It is good you've come this far, Sean. I'm glad you've made it here. <laughs> what you seek there, you will find it. It is most cunning and most sinister. Be warned, nothing is what it seems when you arrive. You seem to know what it is. Perhaps I do. But such knowledge does not come without a price. What do you want? Tell me of your festival. 
Tell me of who is there. Do you know that this festival is the festival of um, the rain god? Um, and it's usually held every year to make sure, of course, that the, the rains fall. Um, everyone who has dice, make an insight check while he's asking you this. So um, your character should have the insight ability. So make an insight check and tell me anyone who rolled higher than a 15. <laughs> no. No? Sheepers. I have a, a 15, exactly. A 15. Okay, anyone else higher than that? No. I failed. Okay. Um, so that was Chris, right? L'Oreal? L'Oreal? Yep. Okay. So L'Oreal, as he's talking to you, um, you get the sense that he's like, he's he's more than he seems, and he's definitely like probing you for information. Um, and also from his interactions with the kids and the fact that they like kind of befriended this guy, you get the sense that he is more or less spying on this area. You don't know why. But you get the sense that he's spying on this and using kind of the kids as like his little eyes and ears to figure out what's going on and who's coming, who's going, uh, that sort of thing. I would like to like stealthily inch my foot over towards uh, Toltes's foot and kind of slightly tap his foot to get his attention. And I'm like kind of uh, dodging glances over towards Org, giving him the... Uh, the, the kind of crazy eyes. I'll nod knowingly. Like, I definitely <laughs> nod knowingly. Um, I think that Toltes has had a bad feeling about this guy the whole time. Okay. Um, so you can make an insight, another insight check, Toltes, at this moment. And okay. see um, what kind of vibe you're getting from Lariel and her body language. That is much better than last time. That's a 17 plus 1. That's an 18. Okay, so you get this, Toltez is definitely communicating some kind of message to you, and and it seems to be the message is kind of like, um, there's something up with this dude, I don't know what it is, but he's kind of hiding something, and or he's kind of being very evasive about everything. Um, so he communicates that to you, and while you guys are having this like silent um, conversation amongst yourselves, you see that the um, troll seems to become a little more agitated about this so he's, he looks at you guys he's like secrets to share amongst yourselves i've given you a challenge complete it and i'll provide you great reward for this as i told you before there is something here you must deal with if you wish your festival to go unchallenged as we would say are you the one who is challenging it no your challenge awaits you. Go to the home, as I said. All will be revealed to you there. But as I said before, be warned, nothing is as what it seems when you go there. We must walk the little one back first, and then we will undertake this challenge. So you guys, um, you guys back away, and you see that org kind of like, you know, he kind of makes like a goofy like gesture for your niece, and she's kind of laughing and he's kind of laughing with her as you kind of back off and go back to bring her back to her home so she's safe. And you guys can, I presume, figure out what's going on at this home. Is that correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. 
Alright, so you guys head back to Teotihuacan. You drop off your niece, who is ecstatic that she learned another we move. We are and dropping she... her off with an adult, not just like you know letting her run. No, like hundred <laughs> percent, like with supervision. Like she's not just gonna nice. be able to run back to this guy without uh, without some doing, you know. Right, you know, she's back in town. She's teaching the adults the Macarena. They're gotcha. all learning it. <laughs> and they're also learning all about Sean Connery in his movies. So she's telling them about that. So uh, she's back in town. Um, she's telling them everything. Uh, she's doing the dance move. Her friends are, like, laughing around her. And her parents are there, your um, brother and sister-in-law, who are there watching her. So she's she's perfectly safe in your mind. And you think that you're probably ready to go and... Uh, check out what is going on in this home if that's what you want to do we should have brought your niece along this might be a very dangerous mission you're out of your mind why how does that make any sense at all something tragic might have happened <laughs> and we wouldn't have to listen to her anymore that's not funny and i straight awful yeah, that would not be good. So, okay, so you guys head back out into the um, into the neighboring swamp, and you head in the direction that he said. So, as you're going through this the um, swamp, it's a little later in the day. You estimate it's probably around uh, five o'clock. So it's you know not dark obviously, but it's you know it's kind of getting towards tw- a little bit of towards twilight. Um, is there anyone like ahead of the group? Anyone in a particular area? scouting or anything like that, or are you just going to go in one big line? How do you want to exactly do that part of this? If I can see any stars, I'll be pretty close to the front. Probably not up front, because I'd be looking up at the sky instead of where we're going, but uh, I would be somewhere up there. I'll lead, then. That's fine. I can lead. So you lead the group, um, and you are trudging through the swamp. And as you guys keep moving through, uh, you travel for a little bit. Again, it's a little soggy, but it's not too bad. Uh, along our way, since I, he said there would most likely be danger, I think I'd like to put on this wondrous item war paint that you've supplied me with. Okay, absolutely. Which color war paint are you going to wear? I'm kind of liking the color orange. You never back down and you thrive when the odds are stacked against you. You cannot be frightened. If two or more hostile creatures are in five feet of you at the start of your turn, you may use your bonus action to make a melee attack against one of the hostile creatures if it's in reach. Okay, no problem. All right, you guys charge to the swamp, and um, everyone here make a perception check. 26. Ooh, a nine for me. <laughs> Twelver. Yeah, I got a ten. Okay, so I see what to tell you. You had a 26? Yes. Oh, holy crap. Okay. So I, as you're walking through, you, like, as the rest of the party's kind of like, walking through, you look up in the trees and you see something uh, in those trees. You notice that there is a jaguar in the tree, maybe about 30 feet from you. And what you also notice that you find kind of odd is that there's like a little ocelot along with this jaguar, kind of like a few feet down from him or her. And you find that kind of odd, knowing what you know, being from this area and knowing the behavior of these cats, you know that they're very solitary and they're solitary predators. And you find it very unusual that there's another smaller cat with this one. It seems the gods are sending us 
some form of message. The cats are teaming up. What are you talking about? And I will point them out. What? I mean... Oh, crap. (laughs) What just happened there? (laughs) The ocelot and the jaguar don't usually travel together. There's a jaguar and an ocelot together? Do they seem hostile? Yeah, you guys are completely oblivious to this. Only uh, Asua Tateo saw this. And it's like 20, 30... You guys are almost like walking under a tree where this, this like predator is like lying in wait in the trees. That troll said not to trust our eyesight. Well, if that's the case, this entire forest is filled with creatures because I've seen nothing. I think it's a sign from the heavens. Look at the constellations. The two rising up above the twilight are the jaguar and the ocelot. This means something. What do you guys want to do? First of all, I said what you say, what do you tell them about this? So you just tell them that there's a jaguar and the ocelot in the train? That it's uh, a a tuatio. <laughs> what whatever my god's name is. God has sent us these creatures together to show us something. Perhaps we need to gather with others not of our ilk to proceed from here. Is that a weird way of saying that we should follow them? Well, they're not moving. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't seem to be moving. They just seem to be watching you, actually. At the moment. They seem to be just um, monitoring us. I would like to uh, use a bonus action to cast brief glimpses. To give me a fleeting image of the future. And it has like a sort of trigger action that will basically give me a ready action. Yeah, so what that does is you would, um, to use that when you, is, is on your turn, is you use a bonus action, and you tell me what action would trigger a ready action for you. So if you say, the, if the Jaguar attacks, so if the Jaguar attacks, you'll get a reaction, which is to cast a cantrip against the, the creature that you're triggered the action, or um, you could use your sorcery points to cast a higher level spell. That's basically what it is. Yeah, I will absolutely do that. Okay, so you're going to do a bonus action. So I presume the action will be if the Jaguar attacks. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Anyone else doing anything? I don't think that uh, Toltes is terribly worried about a Jaguar, because for the most part, they stay away from humans, so long as you stay away from them. Right, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. Perhaps the gods are just watching us to see how we will deal with this challenge. I think we should proceed. I think Fjörspiel should stand right directly underneath it. This is a interesting plan. <laughs> What's the logic behind it? Trust me, I can see into the future. Yes, I trust your future judgment. Sure. I can't be frightened right now, so <laughs> I'm not phased by this. I'll go do it. Okay, <laughs> so you stand underneath the tree. Um, what are the rest of you doing? Proceeding forward? I'm going to watch this and (laughs) probably get ready to laugh. (laughs) You probably making a good choice there. Okay. So Forspiel sits underneath the tree and the three of you, Lariel, Asuatateo, and Toltez proceed forward. And as you proceed forward, you notice that maybe about a hundred yards ahead, um, you see a, what looks like a dilapidated home. So as you come upon it, you see that, 
you look out and you see that there's like a, this brick walls uh, of a, what looks like a dilapidated structure. And it seems to have a sloped slate roof on it. And there's like a swollen wooden door that fits into the building's north side. You see that weeds, saplings, and shrubs grow unchecked on the grounds around it. You see that brooks and streams wind their way across this what looks like an unkempt property where vines, moss, and other vegetation finger their way up the walls and around this structure. So it looks like it's been more or less abandoned at this point. But I mean, you see this home um, right ahead of you. Like I said, it's maybe, you know, again, the visibility here's not great. So you might be like 100, 150 feet from uh, Forest Field, and the home is maybe like 60 from you. So um, that is what you guys see when you're looking outside. And everyone who's outside, the three of you, um, who has a perception higher than a uh, passive perception higher than a 10? Or ten or higher. I do. I do. Okay. Okay. So as you guys are, are standing outside this residence, um, you can definitely smell the scent of burnt tobacco that lingers in the air and seems to come from inside this inside this residence. Ew! Somebody's smoking. Who even does that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I think we proceed with caution. I agree. He's not doing anything. Can I come out now? As long as we proceed without fire spiel, I think that we'll <laughs> be in, in good order. Hey. All right, I'll just stand here. No, get fire spiel. We're not going to stay divided. All right. So you grab him along, and he looks back, and he just sees the jaguar. Seems to be sitting there. I wasn't the least bit frightened. I believe you. All right. So um, you guys are standing outside this residence. What do you want to do? Um, is there a door or something like that or windows? Yeah. Okay. Um, you do not see any windows on this home. You only notice that there's a door. And it seems to be um, kind of swollen from what you can tell. Uh, so you think you might need to exert a little force to open this door? What does the roof look like? Are there holes in the roof, maybe? Uh, the roof, despite the neglect here, actually appears fairly solid. Gotcha. Um, it is a slope roof. Yeah, it's a slope roof that's slated. That's made of slate. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to uh, look at everybody and uh, say, shall I kick it in? I don't know that I trust this place. Let me check for traps. Fair. That's a good idea. And I would like to cast Find Traps. And I would like to simultaneously cast the Detect Evil. Okay, so you um, go up and you cast Find Traps and you see a sewer detail looking and feeling and you don't just feel any tingle or any kind of sensation that there is a trap here. About evil? Um, no, you do not detect any evil here. I'm not sensing anything. Unless it's hiding inside. Well, only one way to find out. And I'm going to go kick the door in. All right. So uh, when you kick the door in, make a strength check. All right. Um, so that's going to be a 12. Nine plus three. Okay, so 
you use your shoulder and your strength and you, whoosh, you pull this door open. And when you pull it open, you see that there's piles of filthy playware. There's scraps of rotting food, that litter of disgusting table surrounded by four chairs. You notice here that there's a straw pipe, there's tobacco scraps, um, and a ceramic bowl also sit atop that furniture piece. There's mounds of refuse that range from heaps of dirt and sand to warped branches to wooden containers of dried leaves, and they cover almost the entirety of this floor. So this floor is like covered with like basically clutter that makes it very difficult to walk across this, the ground without stepping on something. Um, you also notice that there's a moldy decomposing fur that rests atop a crude bed that's stuffed against the far wall. So that is what you see when you open it up. So it looks like, while it looks like there probably has been some recent activity, um, you also notice that it's just like disgusting. It's just dirty. Nothing's been cleaned up. There's just, you know, just for lack of a better word, there's crap all over the place here. And it just looks like, you know, mostly worthless junk. L'Oreal will try very hard not to touch anything, but she'll also use a cantrip uh, mending to mend the door that um, Toltez broke. Okay. All right, so you're going to mend the door, and it looks like, ooh, wow, the door's, you know, got some uh, oil, and it looks like it's ready to go again. Can I uh, make a survival check or something like that to see if, or maybe investigation to see if someone or something has been here recently? Sure, Absolutely. If you're looking for tracks and recent like activity in here, I would go with sur- survival. Okay, that's gonna that's gonna be a fourteen. Okay, so you look around and despite the clutter and the mess here, um, you believe that there has been recent activity here, um, and you estimate it's within the last twenty four hours for sure. Someone or something has been here in the last twenty four hours. Hmm. That's not very long. Wonder why they left. Well, what's most interesting is that the door was stuck, but not locked. And it still smells like smoke. You think they went out a different way? I do think they went out a different way. I'd say a lot less than 24 hours, probably like a couple minutes. I'd like to start walking around this cottage. Alright, so when you, when you do that, um, as soon as you do, you notice that the table that was has that cloth on it, you see it immediately stands up. What the f***? And I, as you see it, you're like, what the F is that? And you see that the wooden like table actually comes, like, animates. And when that happens, you also notice that um, a jar literally jumps up from the floor and starts to attack you guys. So, if you could, um, roll initiative for me. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I rolled a one on initiative. <laughs> 18. And I did not have the foresight to uh, cast my mage armor earlier, so, like, yeah, I'm going to be last in rotation and have to waste a, a turn on that. Uh, we're posting We're posting our initiatives in the chat. I got a seven. Ah, okay, awesome. Uh, Horsefield and Lariel. Okay, so you see this, like, wooden construct just, like, moves forward. Um, and since it was Horsefield who went into the room to investigate, uh, it seems to go right for you. So you see it, like, raise, like, it's a table leg, and it's just ready to, like, pound you into the ground like a hammer hitting a nail. 
Uh, so here we go. Oh, armor class eight. I'm sure that's gonna miss, right? And armor class. Yeah, I, mean, I know your armor class is pretty decent. Sixteen. So. Okay. And the second time is a twenty-two. All right. All right. Uh, it takes six points of damage from that. Okay, so you see it like pound you, like, um, and then that jar comes flying across the room, and you see it tries to smack you as well. So it's just like kind of almost like trying to like fly into you, pretty much, because it's flying across the room. Um, armor class twenty-three. Oh crap! I'm rolling. I'm rolling really high. And armor class uh, nineteen. Double hit. Double hit. Okay. So you see Forrest Spiel who's like was walking across the room and he gets hit in the head by this table that's come to life and he has a jar flying at his head and he keeps trying to pound him in the head uh, and it does 14 points of damage to you. Do you feel Forrest Spiel like because he's wearing that heavy armor he just it sounds like somebody's beating a like beating a drum or something. <laughs> I start right, so he's been hit. <laughs> Everybody's doing the Macarena behind me. Everyone's doing the Macarena. Uh, with the tail, you go. So what do you want to do? <laughs> um, I guess I'd cast... Uh, let's do Sacred Flame at the table. So it is a Dexterity saving throw, and my DC for that is... 13. Oh, Ooh, I rolled pretty crappy. So uh, what's the damage on that? One. <laughs> Radiant damage. Just one point? <laughs> just one. Okay. It's just like touching him with a candle. <laughs> yeah, you just like threw the candle at him basically. And, okay. <laughs> Are you done? Are you doing anything else? I don't think I have any bonus actions I can do at the moment. Okay. No problem. Alright, so uh, we're going to move on then from you. Um, Toltes, what do you want to do? Um, I'm gonna draw my Makwa wheel um, and uh, go at this table. Go for it. Alright. Uh, 12 plus 6. Holy sh. Uh, holy poop. Uh, 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you take your Makwheel and you swing it and you whack at its leg pretty hard and hit it. So go for the damage on that. Oh, wow, uh, that's an 8 plus 4 is 12. <laughs> Alrighty, nice. Alright, Forrest Spiel, you're up. So, my orange war paint is going to let me, uh, at some point, make a bonus action to melee attack against one of them if they're within 5 feet of me. Are they? Okay, no problem. Well, they're both in 5 feet of you because they both attack. Alright, okay. My first main action is going to be to hit, I'll say, the table with a great axe. Okay. Our table roll means 14 to hit. You hit. You take that weapon and you hit it. Nice. Yep, to your damage. 12 damage. Oh, ouch. That's going to ruin the warranty. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll use my war paint bonus against the vase or whatever it was. Okay. Same, uh, Same type of an attack. Oh, and I'm going to roll a two plus six. No, that's not going to quite do the trick. Okay, are you done? That's it, I'm afraid. All righty. Um, Lariel, you All go. All right. Um, so I'm going to uh, 
do mage armor, and then I'm also going to uh, use one of my sorcery points to quicken a spell. And so I will uh, quicken um, a firebolt, and then firebolt uh, that, what is it, flying piece of pottery or something? Okay, yeah, you can do that. And that is a natural one. All right, hold that twice in a row. <laughs> that will miss in any universe, yep. so. <laughs> Okay. Um, are you done? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that very productive uh, turn there. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Lariel. <laughs> oh, that's why you posted that thing in the thing. I, you know, it didn't cross my mind. <laughs> it's Maybelline, not L'Oreal. Good gravy. Get your advertising right. I knew that that would bother Kim. I knew it would. Ah. <laughs> uh. So um, this creature goes this um, <laughs> the table, and the table's got a few people who attacked it at this point. So I believe that um, it's going to go for you this time, Toltas. Awesome. So you see it try and like take its arm, its its legs, and try and smack you. Armor class sixteen. I'm uh, eighteen. Okay, so that one missed, but the second one's definitely going to hit you. It's a twenty-five. All right. <clears throat> so take um, six points of damage All from right. that creature. Uh, the next one is the flying object, and it is again has two targets, so it's gonna be going for you guys. This time it goes for Fire Spiel. So you see Fire Spiel, it hasn't had its fill of me yet, and you see it flying at your head and trying to smack you. Armor class 19, and uh, armor class 12. So that's a one miss and one hit, I presume. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take from this thing, smacking you around a little bit. Uh, you're going to take six points from that. So you just like hit in the head. Um, those creatures are done. So I see with Mateo, you're up again. Feuerspiel, do you need to get out of there? I'm not feeling great. Um, if I'm standing in the kind of in the doorway, how far is would it be to get up to Feuerspiel to be able to cast Cure Wounds? I'm maybe 10 feet tops. It's small. Okay. I, I move up then to Feuerspiel. Uh, so that would be 7 healing. Okay. So you get back 7. Money Penny has touched you this time for 7 points. Uh, <laughs> that feels nice. It feels nice. It's usually not that way. It's the other way around. But... <laughs> I mean... Alright, so you've touched him for 7 points, healed him. Um, anything else you want to do? Uh, well, I'm going to step back uh, to the wall, however far away that is. Okay, so you step back. All right, gotcha. All right, Toltaz, you're up. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and just whack away at this thing again. Okay. That is going to be a 14 this time. That's a hit. 10 damage. 10? Okay. Four spiel. All right. I'm going to pull from my paladin's 20 hit points and heal myself up as an action. And then is are those two things are still adjacent to me? Yes. So I'm going to uh, do another bonus action, this time against the table. Okay. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? i got to get a new die. That sounds like a gunshot. 10. <laughs> do I hit him with a 10? No. Oh. All right. That's my turn. So I am going to um, do Thunder Wave, which uh, is a 15-foot cube, 
But um, I'm also going to spend a sorcery point for the careful spell to make sure that my allies do not get hit by it. Okay. Oh, cool. It's a constitution save. And it is a um, 13 spell save DC. Uh, what happens if I fail? Six thunder damage and be pushed ten feet away from me. You see the jar just blasted away. Um, but you see the table kind of stands there. What is it? What happens to it? It gets uh, pushed ten feet away from me. Well, no, it gets half damage. Oh, if it, if it makes a save, yeah, it's half damage doesn't get pushed. Okay. So uh, just to give you an insight of how your character works, if you want to use, you get like um, I think three of those brief glimpses. So if you want to use a rea- um, a bonus action to indicate what your ready action would be um you could do that just letting you know how that okay i think works. i'll save it like a table doesn't seem like it's um like a super okay <laughs> yeah you're not the one that's been getting beat up by it <laughs> <laughs> well i kind of want it to beat you up more um uh, you know no offense but all right i see with the tail and um and uh lariel make perception checks does this rely on sight Yes, it does. Okay, good. I get advantage on this. And that's a nat 20 for... Oh, okay. It's a 13 for me. 27. 27, Ooh. holy crap. Oh, boy. Okay, so... um, <laughs> I still with the tail. You look back, and as you're engaged in this fight, and you're keeping your attention focused here, you look back for a second, and you see that that jaguar that was in the trees is not in the tree anymore. Even from the distance where you are, because you got this, you know, freaking x-ray vision with your 27s. Uh, <laughs> and you look back and you notice that this jaguar is now like 20 feet from this door. It's moved up. And as you see it, you also notice that it's like changing. And as it changes, you see it become like this withered, um, skeletal kind of like zombie-like creature. Um, so you're like, holy crap, what the f is this? And you see that that cat, the ocelot that was with it, you see it kind of takes on like a kind of fiendish dimension. And as you're standing there like watching this, you can hear this creature going, come to steal from me, have you? Immortals will feast on your flesh. I will taste your blood tonight. Um, everyone here, make a religion check too. That's a check I don't know that I have ever made in D anD. Seven for me. <laughs> ever. But I do say, uh, steal from you. I fixed your door. You should be thanking me. <laughs> you broke my table. I had to get it from IKEA. Now I have to get a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fair. <laughs> All of our names sound like they come from Ikea. They kind of do. Uh, 21. <laughs> 21. I see a 17 in the chat. A 21. 11. 11. So, Asua Tateo, you being a priest, you recognize what this thing is. And you know that this is what's called Alitsli. And as you look at it, you notice that it is, you know its history. You know that in certain parts of this island, that um, sacrifices are still performed. This was a mortal who uh, enjoyed the taste of blood so much that they've become like this undead monstrosity that seeks it. Uh, so 
it's not a it's not a vampire per se, but it is definitely an undead creature um, with an affinity for blood. So you just look back at it and you're like, holy crapolo, this is bad. This is really bad. What this thing is. Um, so you see that. Uh, so at the beginning of the round, it's changing. So you you know it doesn't do anything yet. And you also notice the cat. You recognize it. It's it's kind of like this. Um, like an aberration of some type, but you're not exactly sure what it is because you've never really seen it. So, okay, so let's go from the beginning around. The Borgia attacks. It's going for you for your spiel. Um, forget it. Yeah, forget it. You lucked out this time. Um, the jar. It is ten feet away, so it's got to move um, because you knocked it back. So it's going to go for. Going to go for you, uh, Toltes. Missed. That'll probably hit. Armor class 22? Yep. Okay. Uh, you're going to take from this... You're going to take six points of damage from this jar. Smacking you. All right. Okay, so, um, Asuatateo, you go. So, I'm going to use my action and reach into my pack and pull out this brightly colored gourd. That ah, is the, okay. The tangled gourd. Uh huh. And I'm going. So it's only like three inches in diameter. It just looks like this little tiny kind of pumpkin-esque shape. And I'm gonna throw it forty feet or however far those guys are. And then it rips apart on impact, filling the area with fibrous vines for one minute. Each creature within the ten-foot radius of where the gourd landed needs to succeed on a DC twelve dexterity save or be restrained. Okay, so you're throwing it at them. Oh, yeah, you see that it is wrapped in these fibers. And the monster, the cat, is as well. So I believe I get a save and throw at the end of each round to break out of the restraint, correct? A creature that already is restrained by the vines at the start of its turn takes 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Creatures restrained by the vines can use its action to free itself. To do so, you have to do the DC 12 check. Okay. All right. So they're both restrained right now. So you see that yeah, tail threw this like pumpkin at it, smashes, and they're like wrapped up in these fibers at the moment. So um, is that it, Asuatateo? Do anything else? Mm, that's my action. So we have company that's not just a table. I don't know what you can do to them, but they're restrained for the moment. Okay. Toltas, you're up. All right, so uh, Toltes is gonna um, is going to pull the red uh, war paint out of his uh, out of his inventory, and he's gonna put it out of himself. Is that gonna be an action, or is that gonna take my full turn? I believe it's an action. Okay, and so when I'm done with that, like as I'm you know kind of ceremoniously painting my face, I'm also going to begin chanting and use my second wind ability, and heal myself for sorry I'm having trouble picking up die it's a regular thing for me um uh, that'll uh, heal me for nine so I'm almost back up to full now and that'll be my turn oh also to explain oh I, I forgot I should explain that the red war paint will give me fire damage uh, moving forward so I can burn this furniture out of here okay so it'll add the um, fire damage to your weapon right if I remember yep. correctly Okay, that's what I thought it did. All right, um, this creature goes. So, um, I see with the tail, I take 2d6, right, at the beginning of my turn, if I'm restrained? 
Uh, yeah, so that would have to be their turn, is to get out of it. Oh, and 2d6 bludgeoning. So that's 10. Okay. Ouch, that hurt. And it's going to use its um, action to try and break out of this. So DC 12? Correct. Crap. I suck. Uh, I failed. Um, so I'm still stuck in this crap. Damn it. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, fire spiel. You're up. I'm going to do the huge. I'm going to smack the first one with my axe. That'll be the table. Huge. Smite. Does a 13 hit? An armor class 13 is a mess. All right, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my bonus on the table. Oh no, it has to be another creature. Yeah, it has to be one of the creatures. I'll use it on the table. That ought to do it. That's an 11, 6, so 17. Okay, that is a hit. Roll the damage. Sweet. I'm going to. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Turns into a that turns into a six, so I'm definitely going to smite. Okay. Ryan can just take him that clip of him saying smite and cover up the time that he said. (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, six for the damage, and then three on top for the smite. Struck by a terrible smiting action. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hit. Um, the cat thing goes. Uh, do the damage for the cat. So it's two d six. Eight. Eight points. Okay. It's gonna try and get out. Uh, the cat does use its action and escapes, so it will uh, move. So it's out of the range of this gourd, uh, close to both Asuitateo. And Larry L probably within about um, 10 feet of you. So, okay. Um, it is done. Um, Larry L, you're up. So, um, after seeing this uh, gourd being thrown, this uh, delicious, delicious looking gourd, uh, Larry L realizes that <laughs> she is famished from all the walking and dancing that has been done today. And so she's going to casually walk <laughs> over to the nearest wall and like rest her uh, quarterstaff against it while she looks through her bag at her side and then she's going to get out a pumpkin seed and eat it and then turn towards the uh, you know weird skeleton creature or whatever that's trapped in it and when I eat that pumpkin seed um, my eyes emit a faint yellowish glow shedding dim light at a 20 foot cone and an undead or fiend that enters that cone or starts its turn within the cone must succeed in a DC 12 wisdom save or take 2d6 radiant damage. And this effect lasts for 10 minutes. Oh, hey. nasty. Nasty. Whoa. Okay, so you're done? Well, uh, and then I guess I'll do that, um, the foresight thing, and uh, I'll use that on the cat. And if the cat um, attacks me or my friends, then uh, I'll do something. Okay, sounds good. All right, so uh, the table goes. Uh, he's still got both of you, Fire Spiel and Topaz, in front of him, right? <laughs> he's going for Fire Spiel. Of course. That'll hit, and that'll miss. Oh, that's going to be eight points, Fire Spiel. So you see the table just smacks you in the head and says, "You know, don't don't criticize me for being from IKEA." So smack. <laughs> uh, How much damage was that? That was eight. Okay. So the jar goes, and the jar goes for Toltas. So, ooh, armor class 22. Yep. Armor class 22, two hits. Yep. Thanks. 
Uh, five points and eight points. So 13 total. Oh, okay. They're done. Um, I sue it to tail. You go. Okay. I would like to then cast spiritual weapon. Oh, that is a bonus action. Okay, well, this is my bonus action. (laughs) So I'm casting it over the cat. All right. And... Exactly. Why Uh, are you... Don't you have a cat? (laughs) I do. (laughs) He said he was on... wanted to be on... Squeeze it at the mic. (laughs) got you chilling in the hallway right now. (laughs) Okay, so it's 18, and then that would be my... Plus 5? So that's 23 to hit. Uh, that hits easily. 8 damage. I'm gonna go over to it and... Poke it with my spear, because I apparently don't like cats. Okay, um, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's... Oh, but that's only uh, eight, nine, ten, 11 to hit. <laughs> no, it's a mess. Okay, figured. Okay. Uh, Toltes, you're up. Alright. Um, that's a d10. I can't roll that to attack. Uh, that's a 17 plus 6, so that's a 23 to hit. What's ahead? All right. And then with my newly imbued fire damage, that will be a hearty four again. So 15, uh, four fire, 11, um, 11 slashing. You hit that table and you've completely voided the warranty on that thing. You see it just fall mm-hmm. the ground and just, just crushed under that, that mighty blow from Toltas. And it Excellent. goes down. Um, are you done? Is there anything else you're going to do? I'll let out a, a war cry, and that'll be the end of my turn. Ah, I'm here. Kill me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done. Uh, this creature goes. Um, so, Asuit the Teo, do the damage again, because it's still in the gourd. Oh, seven damage. Oh, there he is. No, not yet. You're fighting them. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, it took the seven points. Um, I have to use my action to try and escape, so DC 12. Ah, crap! I cannot Seven, I'm stuck in this thing. Okay, so he's done. Um, Forest Spiel, you're up. I'm just gonna try and finish it off. Okay. It's 15 to hit. It's hit! Roll damage. My metal dice are failing me so hard this game. That's gonna be a six, seven, eight total damage, plus I'm gonna smite it. Eight? Okay. Smite it. Oh wow! Eight to smite. All right, you you take your mighty weapon and you just destroy this thing. You smash it into pieces and it shatters. <laughs> take that, you bastard! Take that, you bastard! Are you done? Oh, can I move? I want to move to the. Is there any room for me to be in the doorway? Yeah, there is. I'll get in the doorway. Okay, you're in the doorway. All right, the cat. The cat goes. I see with the tail. Mm-hmm. You see the cat looks at you. And it makes them rent terrible like you just heard from my cat. Mm-hmm. Makes that kind of sound. Um, and make a constitution save. So you see it like its eyes almost like burn as it makes this sound and just stares into your soul. So make a constitution save. And I, ho- I suggest you make this. Suggest I make it. Well, thank you. Okay. Oh. oh, nat 20. What? Okay, nice. Alright, for a second, you felt your life force being sucked out of you, 
and you felt the hands of death coming to grab you and bring you to the uh, to the next world, but you're able to resist it. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not today. Uh, you take nonetheless. You still take 15 points of damage from this. Ah. Ouchie. Damn cats. Damn cat. Um, it is close enough to you. It's going to attack you too. It's going to bite you and claw you. Cool, 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 cool. Wow, armor class. I know armor class seventeen. Sixteens. Yeah, it beats me. And a claw. That mess. Okay, so you take the bite. Uh, you're going to take uh, six points of damage from that. Okay. And it is done. So Lariel, you're up. So did that skeleton thing um, that's ensnared? Did um, I-, I never rolled the um, 2d6 for the radiant damage on it? Because it is undead, right? It is, yes. Okay, so yeah, just the skeleton-y thing. Oh, two sixes. So uh, 12 radiant damage for, for when he started his turn there. Now that I ate that pumpkin seed um, and my hunger is quenched, uh, I'm going to grab my uh, staff back off the wall and I'm going to reach back into that bag and grab out a piece of copal and start rubbing it against the staff um, wood really fast and it's going to start to um, smoke and fill the air in this um, area. Um, It's going to fill the whole house because it can fill up to 60 feet long, 20 feet high, and 5 feet thick of wall of smoke. And um, I'm also going to use a sorcery point to careful spell this one so that uh, my friends aren't affected by it. And uh, everything basically in here um, is now going to be dealing with difficult terrain. And then also uh, they will need to roll a constitution saving throw. And my DC is 13. It is necrotic, and if they fail, they're blinded by the smoke. Um, The undead creature seems to succeed. All right. And the cat fails. All right, and so it was uh, 10 necrotic damage. It's, uh, it's half damage if they're successful and then also not blinded. So the, the undead one seems to fare okay. Only take yeah. five damage. Okay. And then also, this is another thing that will, um, you know, get them every turn. Oh my gosh. All right, All right. so these two creatures are dead. Asuatateo, you're up. Okay. Uh, I will make my spiritual weapon go first okay. on the cat. Sorry. The cat is blinded, so, so you have um, you have advantage. Oh. That's 16 to hit. That's a hit. All damage. Sweet. That's a total of 7 damage. Sorry. It's 4 damage. I don't know if that makes a difference. Nope. I'm just gonna chug one of my healing potions then, since I can't see... Uh, I gave myself four hit points. But I dealt six. Ha ha ha. Six? Uh, Toltez, you're up. All right. Um, noticing that I can't see anything going on around me, I will also pull out my healing potion and pop that, and then I'll, uh, I'll say, L'Oreal, we can't see anything. Please drop this spell. But it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Oh, <laughs> And I'll heal for seven. Okay, you do that. All right, this creature tries to escape again. This time it succeeds. So I finally get out of this thing. Um, that was my action, but it's still got something else it can do. 
as you see it move out of the board, the gourd and out of the uh, wall of smoke, um, so it's, it is visible again. And this like skeletal creature comes up and says, "How dare you invade my home? How dare you take my things? How dare you intrude?" And it's, when it does that, you see it just opens his mouth, and like this torrent of blood just fills a 15-foot cone. Uh, in front of it. Everyone in the area, which is going to be pretty much all the characters, make a constitution save and throw against us. That's a six. Ooh, uh, you'll need a 14 to succeed on this, so. Well, that meets. Hell uh, yeah. Save wow. for me. 12, 19. Okay, those who succeeded, you take um, six points of damage. Those who failed, you take 13 points of damage, and you are poisoned for the moment. Cool, 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 cool. I have one hit point. <laughs> Forest Spiel, you're up. Is there a way for me to get myself so that those two bad guys are in line with each other and me without a companion in five feet of them? Um, no, because uh, Teo was attacked by the cat last round. So the cat is five feet away gotcha. from her. Well, I won't be able to do it as nicely as I wanted then, but I guess I'll just try to maneuver so I'm not in line with my friends. And I'm just going to throw my my javelin of lightning at this skeleton. All right, throw it. Yeah, I don't even have to roll. So it's a DC 13 dex. I failed. Roll the damage. Okay. You're going to take 12 lightning. Okay, I take it. So in addition to that, you take another six. Okay, it's a lot. Okay, the cat goes. Uh, cat is in the wall of smoke. Uh, it's going to walk out of that. Um, circle around and attack uh, you. I see with the tail. All right, here we go. Here comes a bite. You sound like a doctor about <laughs> just poker with the needle. Level <laughs> <laughs> okay. 13, is that a hit? Uh, no. Okay, and here comes the claws. Armor class 16. Yeah. Unless I can do Shield of Faith as a reaction, which I don't think I can. Nope. Okay, cool. No. Take nine. I'm dead. Well, you're down. You're not dead. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you drop uh-huh. to the ground. You see it's with the tail fall to the ground. Um, cat is done. Oh, let me see if it recharges. Hold on. Shoot the tail! Oh, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, shoot the tail. You're down. You're bleeding. Um, Toltas, drop. All right. Um, I. How far away is the skeleton thing? Uh, it's about uh, ten feet. Okay, I'm charging at that thing. I'm gonna uh, smack it with my mahoi, and uh, that's an. 18. That's a hit. Roll the damage. That'll be 9 slashing and uh, 6 fire damage. And then I will action surge as well. Okay. And uh, second attack is not as good. That's a 15. That's a hit. Alright. And then um, that'll be 8 slashing and 5 fire damage. Okay, you see that Toltez takes his his maquil, swings it, and some obsidian chips dig into this creature's skin, 
tear its head right off from its right off from its torso, and it hits the ground, head and body, and falls to the ground dead. So it drops. Um, thanks to that mighty swing. Holtes, is there anything else you're doing? Another war cry, and that'll be my turn. Okay. Uh, could you go? Uh, for your spiel. Can I take off my periapta wound closure pendant and put it around a tissue with the tail? You could, but I believe, does that um, item require attunement? Damn it, you're right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep it on then. <laughs> I will cast Cure Wounds upon it. Um, Kim, you get five, six, seven health. Seven health. Ooh. Back up to seven points. Ooh. Uh, the cat goes. Nope, didn't recharge. Uh, it's got in front of it. Well, it's got you, and it's got um, Asu with the tail, so she just healed her. My eyes are still closed. <laughs> Let's go for you, Forrest. <laughs> you see a bite coming your way. <laughs> You're feigning death, so it attacks yes, me. Yeah, class eight and a claw. I see a claw reaching out to scratch you. 22. Definitely hit. Okay. You take 10 points of damage from this. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm still up. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's done. Lariel, you go. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm going to walk out there and then... Um, be like, oh, good, that butthead's dead. And then I'm going to turn towards the cat and uh, reach into my bag of goodies and um, take out the uh, Wand of Magic Missiles, and I'm going to use uh, six charges on it, which I think will end up coming to 94. That's not right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, 17. 17 points? Yep. You just got the magic missile wand, and it's going off like a rum candle, and you just blast the snot out of this cat, and it just drops to the ground dead. So, like, that and you saved me so much foley work. <laughs> yes, you guys were able to go to the home, and you were able to. Uh, deal with this creature, which is, you know from your mythology and your background, is uh, somebody or a creature that thrives on blood, um, and it, it develops a taste for it during uh, its, you know, ceremonial practices, and that, you know, eradicating this evil from the land will allow the festival to continue um, <clears throat> without hindrance. As they're, uh, as they're ending, uh, Fire Spiel says... <laughs> I've changed my mind. Doing good is not a big enough reward. That damn troll better pay us. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> After he says that, I am going to cast a stumble on your um, <laughs> spiel. <laughs> yes, and you see Forest Spiel make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, dear. Uh, seven. You fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, and especially if it's your first time tuning in to LCP D&D, you should check out more of our content. Our first arc ever was Fillmore's Crossing, a Dungeons & Dragons homebrew set in the fantasy Wild West. Following that season, we began Odyssey, a musical adventure set in space using the Savage World system. 
We also have a few other easily consumable one to three episode long adventures on our podcast, such as The Hoser of Lake Nipissing or 20 Sided Die Hard. And if you want something even more immersive than our actual play content, we also have an audio drama anthology series called The Night Cleaner's Tales, which is a series of short scripted and often spooky short stories which are acted out with full music and sound effects. Each episode is only about half an hour long, so it'd be an easy series for you to check out. Everyone is welcome to freely join us in our Discord server and play TTRPGs with us, or just hang out. Find the Discord link in the description of this episode, or all of our links are available at www.lcpdnd.com. The clock strikes 8.15 and then everything powers down. The steering wheel locks up and the car just begins to careen down this hill. What would you like to do? No, I charged this thing before I left. Are we sure the thing just didn't die because it was American-made? Hey, what if Y2K came early? You can also see that there are these plainly dressed people that are sort of sitting around the fire, and they're singing and sort of swaying. Hi, we were out driving on the road, and our car just stopped, and so did all of our other stuff. He is returning things to how they once were. People have become prideful. Hey, what'd you find? We gotta get out of here. What do you mean? These people are crazy. You all start to hear loud chanting coming from outside of the barn uh, towards the cabin. Listen to New Horizons by searching for LCP DND on your favorite podcatcher or find us at LCPDND.com. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had Travis? To... I understand. Why but, the uh... fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform, or find us at lcpdnd.com. The phone call that I just received, it was about a call. Unfortunately, it's not in New York. You will be going to uh, Ontario, Canada. He'll, like, take a super dangerous uh, exit, like, <laughs> like last minute, just squealing across the uh, hash marks. And I think he probably hits just a little bit of one of those uh, yellow barrels with all the water in them. <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of weird. Like, you know, they said it was the hoser. I mean, your dad did call us. I'm just saying. The hoser? <laughs> yeah, I never heard of it. Like, you know, I, I grew up in California. There is a creature of folklore <laughs> called the hoser near Lake Nipissing. You heard of it? No, I am just so incredibly shocked right now. Listen to The Hoser of Lake Nipissing by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service. LCPDND presents Fillmore's Crossing. You go into a mining settlement. 
called Fillmore's Crossing. A fantasy western D&D adventure that's filled with comedy. Do y'all know what the control zone is? You guys, you guys probably so I like the zone. You Everybody guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mystery. We were just at the saloon and I witnessed a man, if you can call him that, rip another man's head off. Do you think we're dealing with demons? Drama. Damn it, woman. You have no reason to go and wake up my son. All I want to do is buy shit. Y'all folk are the reason that this is all getting messed up. Poor and shit. now you're going to go and... Does a 20 hit your armor class, Igmit? Yep. <laughs> and horror. Oh, y'all gotta go. We, we gotta get out of here. Get out the back door. We gotta run. We got nothing now. Listen to the entire season one arc by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service or find us at lcpdnd.com.